Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What is going on, brother? Same old man. What you up to? Oh, you know, just playing around this... Nice. Sounds like Mark's been getting creative for you. Nice. Fucking getting getting after it, dude. I love it. Um, I had him do some work on uh, one of the calls that I had before, um, and uh, we changed up the tops. Uh, we got a slate top and a glass bottom, dude. This thing fires off on a, a wood frame. Tony, that's the key to success right there, boys. Yep. Um, good stuff. Good stuff. So I needed a second second call in there on top of my prospector series. And uh, this is definitely the one for me. So, But anyways, um, things have been fucking nuts, bro. Nuts. Yeah, man. You're, you're on a roll. I mean, you are on a roll. Trying. The only thing you haven't trying. pulled off this year is the freaking recurve. You know, and... And I'll, I'll touch base on that real quick. Um, it was a huge plan and something that I've wanted to do. I just, I'm not feeling confident in it right now. Um, with having the two misses under my belt with the compound, um, I'm just a little nervous to start slinging things out there with the recurve. Um, I've definitely practiced a ton, but I just feel that I'm just, I'm just a little nervous. No, I, um, I can't I totally say that I'm not going to do it, but I'm just, I'm not sure, man. It's I'll just be, not. I'll be completely honest with you, brother. From my perspective, I respect you making the decision not to go out there and take the shot at something because of the lack of confidence per se and going out there and continuing to do it with something you are confident with because. You know, at the end of the day, like we've said how many times, confidence is key. If you know your gear, you're comfortable with your gear, that's when it works. Why risk having a bad shot, wounding something, doing something stupid when you're not ready? So I, I do commend you on making that decision, crickets. And I guess it just <laughs> it just kind of my mind is in a different place, especially after missing with the compound and, you know, being an avid shooter and... What's that? I, I just said crickets, you know. What'd you say? Uh, so, oh, crickets, yeah. There's a huge difference. You know, shooting a compound versus a recurve. If anyone listening out there has ever tried both, no. 
there is a world of difference. Either your compound's on and you may be able to hit a freaking gnat off a dog's ass at 80 yards and you pick up a compound and now a 20-yard shot is complicated. Oh, I mean a recurve at 20 yards is complicated. Or, yes, yes, thank you. And, and that's the thing. If if you're not shooting recurve, you don't understand traditional archery, it's a different ball game. You Especially have to running practice. and gunning. Oh, yeah. And then that's my style is running and gunning. So I think, you know, it's a hard enough time with a bow and running and gunning to then throw a recurve in the mix. And to be honest, man, like my my season's at an all-time high. Um, yeah. And it's kind of like one of those things that, you know, I haven't shot a bird in two years with a shotgun um, up until this season. So I'm kind of having a little bit of fun. And jelly heading them and rolling them, you know, and shooting these birds has been a blast for me, dude. So it's kind of like... I don't know, man. I'm, I'm I'm one away from my five bird limit um, here in Connecticut. Um, I've had a lot of fun taking out other people, junior hunters. Um, my season has been a complete and utterly success. Um, not a lot of footage as far as, you know, the camera. Uh, a lot of stupid shit, leaving my SD card at home, um, <laughs> not charging the battery, not getting shots, birds holding up. I mean, it was a very, very tough season for us. In we've been very successful, but it's just been very tough. Um, we're still having a lot of the struggles a lot of people are having, but we're just going above and beyond and being able to be successful. Yeah, um, touching on that, uh, just just I'm going to cut you off from going down any apologetic route. I don't care if you bring any freaking film to the table on any of it because you're having an epic year, and there are times that you know what you just you go out there and you hunt to hunt. Yeah. And, and the one thing I can say, if we learn this year, I know it's kicked my ass. It kicked our ass during our hunt. When you throw a camera in the mix and it becomes about the camera, the hunt changes. It's a different dynamic. So. And and with that, I mean, you realize, especially, come, you know, deer season and stuff, you, you kind of marry the camera. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it's all about the camera and getting everything on it and, it's a blast. It's fun, but it takes a lot away from the hunt sometimes. Um, it, it really can. I'll be honest. Before we went into this endeavor this year, I swore I would just quit carrying a camera. Because the last few years, when I went out and wanted to run and get film, it became like, okay, now I'm hunting, but I've got a third wheel on my back. You know, it's like, I've got to kill it, and the camera's got to kill it. And you have to you have to work that into your normal routine of hunting. Um, you you know we've our entire lives we've we've built this routine that we have um, with our mobile hunting setups and and going into the woods and the deer woods, um, and we've perfected it to the point where we've been very very successful time and time and time again. And then you're trying to make a new um, a new routine with a camera or two cameras or three cameras, um, right? Your entire all of your camera gear. And it becomes very fun. I enjoy it and learning how to do all these things, but it becomes a struggle. Oh, yeah. Um, like last year, my my buck that I shot, um, I couldn't get him on camera. And I, you know, he went by me, uh, couldn't get him on camera. And I, then he ended up coming back and I just pushed the camera to the side and I said, you know what? It's me and the deer. I'm hunting to hunt. I'm not going to not shoot this animal because I can't get it on camera. And that's the real of it. And I think there's a lot of people out there that marry it. But to be honest with you, 
the person that we're going to talk to on the podcast today is married to the camera. And he's pretty good. He's come a long ways in this last year, especially on the editing side of things. Uh, we've talked a lot back and forth in the background on, hey, man, what do you think I should do here? You know, hey, give me some advice on what I ought to do here. I'll hit him up. Hey, man, what do you think of this? I'll send him like bare copies and be like, give me your thoughts. And he'll say, you should do this or look at this. Uh once you get in, you know, it's one thing to film it, but once you get into the editing, everything changes. Absolutely. So it's it's now you're married to the camera, and now you're married to the computer. So. Meet my friend, Steven. <laughs> yeah, it gets crazy, man. Like I said, I, I, I love making these different clips and doing some of this different work. And putting all this stuff, doing the production side, learning it. But people don't realize what a four-second effects clip takes. I mean, that is hours of work to get this thing to line out correct. It may be one hour. It may be five hours. It depends how complex you make it. But when you add that in on top of filming, now my, my hunt, say it's an eight-hour all day hunt, whatever you want to call it, a two hour morning hunt that just turned into a 16 hour processing the film hunt on top of it. So it, it's not an easy deal. So I, I, I give him mad credit. He's done some great things and he's learning this stuff the same way as I am. Just dive right in and it's Head got first, like, arms back. Yeah, literally, you know, just, just straight up. Raw, real, no bullshit, per se. <laughs> As you would say, for sure. Speaking of, guys, um, just to break it out to real quick before we go into thanking the sponsors and then getting on G on, on the line here, um, if you guys could do us all a favor, go over to our YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube page, subscribe to us on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to podcasts, please make sure to to uh, to, to subscribe to us. If you guys are on i um iTunes. I can't speak tonight. I never can fucking speak. Well, it's not um, like I start to th- stuck out in the woods. Well, no, you start to think, and then that—that's my biggest problem. Um, I, <laughs> I can't talk and think. If I just talk, I'll be fine. Um, if you guys are on iTunes, um, on your Apple, if you guys could just give us a five star review and a review would be completely awesome to us, guys. We're we're really really thankful for that. So if you guys could do that, that would be great. Um, for sure. And uh, just share the podcast around, word of mouth, um, kind of get it out there for us. We really appreciate it. But um, speaking of, you know who else we should thank? Let's thank some people real quick. Yeah, we got a couple partners out there that makes this happen. For sure. Why don't you shout them out for us, brother? You think so? Yeah, I think so. About time? Yeah, we're getting there. All right. First off, let's thank... um, Nor'easter Game Calls, nor'eastergamecalls.com. Mocky Mock up at Nor'easter. Check him out at nor'eastergamecalls.com. I already said that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Just being funny. Um, Funny Also, Broadside Camo, broadsidecamo.com. Scott Shear over at Broadside Camo. Uh, Use the promo code OUTDOORDRIVE. Um, Wicked Twisted Bowstrings, wickedtwistedbowstrings.com. Say that 10 times fast. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> promo code outdoor drive 10 
on that one. Um, also, Wild Edge Inc., the leader in mobile hunting. Live wild. Live fucking wild. I'm I'm really enjoying that uh, idea of transferring from Virginia turkey to Virginia deer and throwing his shit in a tree because right yeah. now I'm over the turkeys. If you guys haven't already, check out the um, Wild Edge Steps, the stepladder um, at wildedgeinc.com. Also, Death Wish Coffee, fueled by death. Dude, death cast. I brewed a pot of that at 3.30 this morning before heading out. <laughs> <laughs> and by the time I got there, I, I jittered out of the car. I didn't have to step out. I literally like shook out of the car. And that gotta, that mile walk back to where I took you guys was uh-huh. nothing. I'm going to go through the, the death wish for, for a second here. So I had the chance to hunt with Caddy Cowboy. Uh, if you guys don't know who he is, well, you soon will. And you've heard me talk about him. He's a really good close friend of mine. Um, I got the chance to hunt with him. I hunt with him in the snow. Um, but we, we were talking on the way to hunting and because he had just had death wish and he had the jitter, so on and so forth. Um, (laughs) he didn't realize why, what was wrong with him for such a long time. And when he had like the jitters or the, the, you know, the, the caffeine high and it was because of the death wish coffee when he had brewed a regular pot, he never had that. Um, and how much of an effect it actually had on him with how strong it is. It's the world's strongest coffee and the world's strongest coffee for a reason. Um, <laughs> and another thing he was telling me also on the way to hunt was his wife gets really bad migraines. <laughs> and fix. What's that? Caffeine fix. No, so it, she gets bad migraines. And the only thing that fixes it is when she drinks a death wish. <laughs> that's a Isn't bad that headache <laughs> yeah dude that's a so, bad headache <laughs> so that shit is no joke man like i can't even drink it i have a tough time drinking it if i don't have it if i don't have breakfast first i cannot drink it bro i am through the roof <laughs> i feel like i've been on a week bender it's just not a good idea um you you definitely have to eat something with it but uh check them out deathwishcoffee.com uh promo code outdoor drive 10 uh, save yourself some, and uh, they got some cool stuff. The cold brews, um, the 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 K cups, uh, you name it, they got it. So check I'm, them out. I'm gonna have to hit up Jeff and get a couple more of those cold brews. Now that we're rolling into uh, the warmer season, do some late night catfishing, things like that. You I might need it. That's gonna be very useful. I absolutely. Um, so definitely go and check them out. But you definitely need yours, especially catfish in late night. Oh, dude, Please. when you run up nights from, I mean, it's like bow fishing. You know, you run from nine o'clock at night till, you know, three, four in the morning. Mm-hmm. There are days that it gets tough. So it's nuts. That's one thing that'll keep it popping. Um, who else should we think? Oh, Hunter Sight, huntersight.com. Make sure to go check it out. They got the new algorithm. Uh, they got a free version that just came out. Uh, go and check them out, and you'll also see us there. We'll be writing blogs for them on their website at thehuntersite.com. Yeah. Get um, my all nice and stretched out, you know? Been a yeah. little while since I've done some writing. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to getting back into it. Um, and- we got him. Bryce Stone is scheduled to come on in the next couple of weeks. You guys will hear about actually what the Hunter site actually is. 
and what they've changed. Yes, big changes over there. Um, also, I'd like to thank DNM Custom Arrows, dmarrows.com. Gary Hall over at DNM Custom Arrows. So, and everyone, think, please keep your eyes on him. Big, yes. Big things. Yep. Add him on Instagram. Check out his arrows. It's definitely a cool thing to, to check out. Um, and for everybody else, man, we think we want to thank you, the supporter, for everything that you guys do um, for us and, uh, you know, on social media, so on and so forth. If you guys aren't on our social media page, Instagram, Facebook, um, we are there. Um, there is a TikTok. Um, <laughs> it's more of my personal TikTok with some outdoor drive um, turns to it. Um, that I, I'm going to forewarn you before you get on that, but you can find us there. Uh, it's CT Trev on uh, TikTok. But, um, but yeah. Oh, speaking of real quick, um, I know we, by this time, by the time that this is out, we actually have a giveaway. Um, we're giving away the Nor'easter orange cactus, uh, crow call. And that is up and on a giveaway. We're doing a, a like, share, subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, it's on both Instagram and Facebook. You want to get an extra one, go on to the opposite one. If you're on Instagram, go on Facebook. If you're on Facebook, go on Instagram um, to get extra entries. And I'm going to give that away Monday the 18th. I think we'll give that away live. So um, go and check that out. Hell yeah. And please don't forget five-star review. Can't say it enough iTunes. Yeah, we'd really appreciate it, guys. If you haven't, just subscribe to us on our social media platforms. You guys can kind of keep on the tabs and see what's going on. Um, and yeah, we're there. We yeah. are there. Definitely. And we got a lot of videos coming up. We got a lot of things that are in the works. Um, and uh, yeah, and the turkey hunt. One of my turkey hunts is up there on the Outdoor Drive on the YouTube page. Our Virginia hunt is up there. If you guys want to check that out, always kind of cool to check out. So you guys can go there and check that out also. And we're going to have a lot more coming. Some uh, bow fishing videos. We're going to have some uh, river float videos, some offshore videos. There's going to be some cool stuff coming this summer. So everyone keep in touch. Stay up with it. Like, subscribe. Hit the notification button. So it will email you every time we upload something new. So you can get on and either tell us we're dumbasses or there's something cool on there you want to see more of. Do you see why we have Steven? Because he says it way cooler than I say it. Me, it's like, um, well, subscribe, um, maybe, probably. Uh, uh, yeah. He's like, like, share, tag, notification, the bell, the thing, the bobber, the boom, the bang. <laughs> Jesus. Thanks, bro. Appreciate it. I got you, homie. That's what I'm here for. So, well, enough of us fucking blabbling on. Yeah, let's get into some, uh, well, what's the word I want to use? Um, let's take this motherfucker right off the guardrail, okay? <laughs> um, off? Let, let's just go head first into it. Uh, and I will say this, and I will say this one more time before this kicks off, <laughs> is get ready. Your ears are going to bleed. It's definitely rated explicit. This comes with its own explicit stamp. Remember when you used to buy CDs and you're a kid and you go to, uh, you know, what were those What were those places? Strawberry? Was it Strawberry? I don't know. F FYE and all these CD places and they have the, the stamp, the explicit content stamp. Well, here it is, guys. This is explicit content in 2020. My man. Good to catch up with him, though. And, and and huge thinking about him, man. Everybody, just say a prayer for him. Keep him in your thoughts right now. He's got a lot of family things going on. Um, if you guys can just 
you know, keep them in thoughts and prayers would be awesome. Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, let's go ahead and derail this train and uh, get into the mud. guys back on the phone but before we do this i just want to warn everybody that we have somebody that we've warned you about before and the explicit content that is about to come out of your ears it might make you bleed but we have a fucking savage on the line mr garrett benner what is up brother what the fuck's up y'all what's going on brother (laughs) I, i i always you know i didn't realize that I always needed to come with a disclaimer, and still I started doing several other podcast platforms. <laughs> I just figured that, and then I know, noticed that trend. <laughs> I just think that it's safer for the general public that that we just allow them to know what is about to happen, um, because I don't want them to be halfway through it and then their jaw just hit the floor, because they'd be like, "Where the fuck are we?" <laughs> no, Fair no. enough, but I don't know. That is one of my most fun things to do is just catch people off guard and say some whack ass shit that drops their jaw on the floor and leaves them just looking at me like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's going to happen whether I, or not we give them a, a warning or not, I think. I, no I doubt. Think the general disclaimer is we just go, guys, this is going to be raw, real, and no bullshit. You got that right. I think I've stolen that. I probably owe Garrett about $3 million for saying that. Yeah, if he had that shit copyrighted, (laughs) Yeah, I should copyright that. Seriously. Probably should. (laughs) Like I said, when it comes to business, I've made all the worst business decisions, so. Well, we know all about that because I asked Garrett for all, <laughs> all, all of my business <laughs> I call Garrett first. And every single time somebody says to me, where the fuck did you get that advice? And I'm like, eh, never mind. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> hey, I warn you, though. I'm like, this is what I would do. I'm not saying it's the right thing to do. Someone will probably tell you different, but this is what I would do. When, um, and I still stand I, behind that last decision because that's what I would have done. But <laughs> I think you probably made the right choice for yourself. And then, and then when I talk to somebody else, they're like, um, you didn't do that, did you? And I'm like, almost. <laughs> I was fucking really close to that. And I, well, good thing I didn't. I'll put it this way. We uh, were both actually very big fans of the last idea. We really wanted to so bad. But uh, we got overran. Release that. So, I mean... I go What's for that? the fun side just about every time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, let's get let's turn this key, man. Let's get this thing underway here. Why don't you tell everybody who you are, where you're from, and what you do? Um, as you said, Garrett Benner. I go by the Modern Assassin, and um, I do a lot of shit. Um, I hunt, fish, film, 
work my ass off, edit my own videos. Um, I just try to do life. Yeah, I just try to live, man. Go hard, work hard, play harder, fucking get dirty, get bloody, and, you know, have a lot of fucking fun while doing it all. Yeah, you beat to your own drum. I don't even think that they make a drum of that of that <laughs> make. And that motherfucker is out of tune and out of rhythm, let me tell you. But it still works. <laughs> That's the truth to that, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I... It's weird, you know, this the whole COVID thing and quarantine and shit's got people all fucked up. And um, I really haven't noticed a difference, to be honest. Like, I'm just still in my own little world doing my shit kind of the same as I always did, but looks like a shitty horror movie when you go outside. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, and everybody's that's... just got like, like low budget face masks and shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> and that's the like funny in thing Harlem. Is, is down here, man, we're, we don't see it. it. People don't wear face masks. People don't wear gloves. Yeah. Cops still well, wave at you. To. <laughs> We're well, required yeah. to, to walk in the store, and I've seen some good shit, dude. I saw a guy that had a Kit Kat wrapper with a scrunchie <laughs> below his nose holding his shit on, and that was his mask when he went into the Wawa. Fucking classy, bro. We 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 don't fuck around down here when it comes to COVID, let me tell you. <laughs> dude, best one I've seen. Walked into a store, and a guy was wearing, like, a, a Zorro mask. And everyone's like, what the fuck are you doing? They said, hey, everyone said wear a mask. Zoro wore a mask, so I'm wearing his mask. <laughs> okay, so there's this dude that we went to high school with that was like the only gay dude in the high school, right? Like, so follow this dude. A buddy of mine follows him on Facebook. He's like, holy shit, you have got to see this. So he's got a video of himself walking through the grocery store and it's this old man staring at him with this weird ass look. And he's like, what is this guy's problem? Why is he staring at me? And they, he turns the camera back to himself. He's like, am I doing this wrong? And he's wearing a gimp mask. It's <laughs> 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 the greatest shit ever. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> it's like straight out of Facebook and Pulp whole Fiction COVID. into Walmart. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this has definitely brought the the best out of a lot of people. Yeah. You know, you, I, I said this before, and on a serious note, you know, we we all wish we've all. I, I, I it seems like this is a worldwide case of careful what you wish for. We've all said, I wish I had more time. I, I wish I had more time to, to go hunting. I wish I had more time to, to get healthy. I wish I had more time to, you know, start this TV series or, you know, begin art again, start working out. Like we've all, every single fucking one of us has said it. I wish I had more time. And most of us have all been granted that in some form or another and the way things have slowed down and are you using it to your advantage? Are you improving yourself or are you just kind of, you know, drinking along, passing the days by waiting to go back outside instead of using that time you wish you had? Exactly, man. And when you brought that up the first time you put that out, 
I was like, man, there, there's never been a truer statement because it's funny watching people piss and moan that, oh, now I have to take care of the yard and I've got to do this and I've got these honeydews. And it's like, dude, you piss and moan because you couldn't do them and now you can and you're pissing moaning about that. Damned if you don't, damned if you do. So just do the damn thing. You know what I mean? Yep. No, man. But yeah, it's just uh, a lot of people could be making positive impacts on themselves. And and I think a lot of people are. Um, And I know this shit can be can be tough, you know, like with the isolation shit. uh, I'm just kind of used to it so i, mean. I feel you <laughs> this is normal. It's, it's normal life for a lot of us man i mean that whole isolation social distancing we don't like people we don't want to spend time with people and we definitely want to social distance when we're in the woods because we don't want fucking people near us so i'm okay with that yeah, i mean it, and there's like this whole meat shortage going on and it's like really? we're all probably relatively good i mean i buy bacon and i buy chicken and I got to buy a chicken because I haven't killed a turkey yet. And I don't get five tags like you, fucker, Trev. Up to, <laughs> what are you at? Four? Yeah, four. My man. But, yeah, so there's meat Bite shortage me. going on. It's, dude, got to get out in the woods. <laughs> right. I mean, if that's not an excuse uh, to be proficient, I don't know what is. I mean, and, but your your freezer's stocked with venison from the past season, right? Oh, yeah, and yeah. What, and Sitka and, and, and Yeah. Like I said, I have all that. I just have to buy – I buy bacon and I buy chicken. Um, I don't buy fish because, you know, with all, all the snakeheads that I shoot. <laughs> I was going to say, there should be no catfish, shooting shortage there. And I, believe it or not, I really don't even like fish except for, you know, the snakehead. And I think we prepare all year long, and this is something that's been in the norm of our lives for a long time because we prepare constantly every single – every single winter for the winter and the summer. Absolutely. That's why, you know, not only do we take the time and the effort to learn our equipment and to learn our prey and learn our approach and learn how to make uh, a kill, but we then have taught ourselves how to prep it, how to prepare it, how to dress it, how to store it, you know, and label everything. And that way it is a sustainable source and a renewable source. I mean, that's that's the point of conservation is having a renewable resource that you can continually sustain from. And I think a lot of people had always kind of like talk shit on all of us hunters and so on and so forth because of us killing animals or this that and the other thing but then really like now they're realizing that it's something that they really need to be part of it's something that it's now needed when you know it's the end of the fucking world yeah and let's be realistic i mean we can't have everybody hunt um it you can't have everyone in the woods the animals can't take it the environment can't take it it's not realistic but what is realistic, what is plausible, um, and is not even an extreme thought, is everyone being at least a little bit self-sufficient. Um, be it growing a garden in your backyard, or be it growing buckets of herbs in your windows, or, you know, I don't let food go to waste. I feed it to the dog. You know what I mean? It's, I make dog food out of whatever's left. Um, it's not plausible for us all to hunt, but it is absolutely realistic 
for us to provide for ourselves in one manner or another. And you take it to the large global scale. You know, we can't rely on other countries for the things we need in time of crisis. And I think we've realized that. And I think people need to break it down from that large scale to their individual scale. Th think about instead of the United States, think about your neighborhood. Um, can you rely on everyone else in the surrounding areas to provide what you need when shit goes down? Or do you have to find a way to make do with what's available in your area and be sustainable through, you know, not through yourself, but at least through uh, a community network? Absolutely, dude. And that's and that's very important. And I think a lot of people don't actually realize that and how important it actually is. And now I think with something like this happening, they do realize it and that there is, you know, like going back with what you were saying, dude, like there's hunters and there's gatherers. Not everyone can be a hunter. Some of us are going to have to be gatherers and going to have to, you know, work on that local. I, you know, the, what what's wrong with going back to bartering and trade? Exactly. You, you know, um, of course, there's a lot of dumb shit with the uh, with um, FDA regulations. That to where there's a lot of things where they almost prevent you from uh, bartering, especially when it comes to foods and things like that. But yeah, I mean, does does the government always take care of you in this crisis, or do you got to find a way to take care of yourself and do what you got to do? Um, I, I think a lot of people are starting to lean toward the other side now absolutely how could you not <laughs> i mean basically we're not as crazy as everyone has claimed for the last however many years as they thank thought. you yeah i mean yeah we, see we six out this. of ten doctors have told me i'm not crazy and you back it up too i appreciate that Hermie. well see i'm i'm documented crazy so i'm i'm i can't claim that <laughs> What does it take to do that? No. <laughs> uh, go spend three years in the Middle East. Oh, <laughs> they really, I salute you for my I, brother. I appreciate that. They'll really quickly write you off as fucking crazy. I can imagine. Or spend three years with G. Uh, nah, I'm gonna say a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you'll live. Uh, oh yeah, likely, but I mean, you'll have some stories. I promise. The PTSD would be post-traumatic story syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, I always said shit. I should make, I should make like a movie of my life, but no one would fucking believe any of it. They'd be like, "That's just not real." Uh, you know, that's one of the big reasons I started filming my hunts, and I don't like to tell my stories. I like to show the story through the film because a lot of times, like, you just probably wouldn't believe it. You know? Nobody would believe it, right? <laughs> I think there's, there's some evidence of some things on my cell phone that people would probably not believe if there wasn't video of it. Nope. Truth. Doesn't exist. <laughs> Never heard of her. <laughs> oh, man. How, how mad were you when we were at Iowa Deer Classic and all of us were tagging you in, uh, where's Garrett? <laughs> You sons of bitches. <laughs> and then Alice. No, I wish I could do it. I really wanted I really wanted to make it out there too. Um, you know, to hang out with you fuckers as well as see, you know, the Midwest crew and WCB boys and all that good shit. And I mean, Iowa was just 
a fucking great time last year, and I have no doubt that it was again this year. Um, you know, just life and work could make it happen. But, yeah, that was pretty fucking funny, especially because it started catching on. It's like, how many fucking people are going to do this now? <laughs> like, I had probably six, seven different people sending me videos acting as if I'm next to them. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's Jane here. Like, yeah. Started yeah, a trend. Out of no well, technically, you started it when you walked into your shop with that video. Oh, yeah, I guess I did, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, then it kind of got I forgot about that part. <laughs> when I was doing the pan around with the WCB boys, I didn't even realize Allison was sitting next to us, and I got to her, and she goes, who's that? <laughs> you know, just followed up with that. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's it, and it caught like fire. Yeah, never heard of her. That shit was great. <laughs> <laughs> so, so speaking of your video and and stuff, G, um, why don't you explain to everybody like what what you actually do, man, and like your YouTube channel and the kills it and kind of go into that kind of realm. Yeah, of man, you've definitely dove into it, man. I'm liking what you're doing. Yeah, I've um, you know, for I've had the modern assassins thing going for several years, um, and essentially how that came to be is I was I just fell in love with hunting and especially bell hunting uh I just became addicted to the close proximity and the raw real no bullshit of it um and what it takes the dedication and the skill um and just the pure adrenaline the fucking drive you know what I'm saying well, we, know, so, we know about the drive yeah yeah for sure so uh was always filming and skateboarding and doing dumb shit kind of like jackass before that was a thing you know there's all kinds of dumb videos out there believe me um <laughs> but yeah so i started filming all my hunts and just kind of telling my stories my way and i kind of learned pretty quickly that i wasn't in the right environment or demographic or anything else to kind of follow suit with the mainstream where i would be even given an opportunity um so i just kind of said fuck it if i'm if anybody's ever going to see my shit it's because i put it up and if i'm putting it up i can put up whatever i want so yeah that's kind of just how i've always done things and over ah, it's probably been you know close to 15 years of self-filming um you know i decided i wanted to learn how to edit so thousands of hours on youtube college and i learned how yes, to edit sir. and and steve and I, i've seen you done a lot of dope work with the, the outdoor drive logo and you know the different after effects plugs you've done and shit like that and um I know what all that takes, you know, because I, I implement some of that in my videos too. Um, I usually always put some After Effects touches onto my films before they go out. Um, and over that time, you, you know, I have, I have, I have way too much shit still locked in my computer <laughs> that should be out. That's but what I, I was, was always. For. Um, yeah, I, but I'm always I'm. You know why I don't give a fuck what anyone says? Because I am 10 times harder on myself than anyone else can ever be on me. Oh, no, I and completely feel you, brother. 
that's why I got this stuff out because in my mind it 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 either wasn't good enough or I didn't have this and I didn't have that and you know it's one of the things I told Trev now that you know he's acquiring a lot of film and things is don't hold it all in you know if you only have a cool clip but you didn't get everything to make a whole film or a whole story well, then don't make a whole film and a whole story, but don't hold back on that clip. You know what I mean? Like, sure, you might want to archive some things, but in this day and age and information, you can use things more than once anymore because oh, people sure. are just so flooded with shit. You know what I mean? Um, and that's one of the things that's really cool. You brought up doing the Kills It podcast. Um that's just, I've had a lot of fun doing podcasts. And um, I guess, you know, since I come with the disclaimer and anyone <laughs> who's stuck along this far probably finds, you know, like you said, my drum goes tuning in random places. And that's kind of the way my podcast is too. Uh, and it gives me an awesome opportunity to take some of that footage that I've never used or even some of the footage I'm just acquiring and, and plug it in. Um, I've, I don't know if I made this up. I just started calling it what I call a dynamic video cast. So <clears throat> essentially if you are listening to the podcast, you will hear this boom, this bass drop tone that lets you know that if you were to be watching this on YouTube, you'd be seeing some cool shit. You know, like if I'm talking about a specific deer hunt, as I'm talking about it, if you hear that sound, it lets you know that you could be watching the pieces of footage that I'm talking about at that moment. Um, and it works awesome with my other guests that that have footage and have pictures and, and, and stuff. You know, it just... Uh, it switches it up. It makes it a little bit different, but you don't have to watch the podcast the whole time because that gets boring. Um, just let you know when you need to pay attention. Definitely. No, and I think you're onto something hot there. Uh, it, it's unique. You don't see it from anybody else. Nobody else is doing it the way you're doing it. And, I mean, fuck, that's what makes you you. So keep charging it, man. I appreciate that, man. And yeah, it was just something that was like, it's kind of stupid. I was like, you know, one of the great things about doing a podcast is how quick it'll be. Like I record it, I plug an intro and I'm essentially done. I upload it. Like, this is great. It's not like my videos that take me forever to do because I'm a perfectionist and so hard on myself. Like we were just touching <laughs> on a second ago. Yep. And then I ended up taking the podcast. Oh, well, I'll do it for YouTube. I'm going to make some cool dynamic backgrounds. Oh, well, if I'm going to do that, I might as well make the background so I can switch the plug of who the guest is and have it rotate. Well, if I'm going to do this, I mean, what really started it was I wanted to plug a piece of the audio from a Sika hunt. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to plug in the audio of this stag screaming may have heard of it on a on a podcast intro too i'm not, I'm not you, sure. you might have maybe yeah yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> and we appreciate so, that but man. then i was like well hell if i'm gonna be plugging in the audio why not just 
plug in the audio for the audio format, but plug in the full video for the video format. And all I did was clusterfuck myself into uh, a shit ton more work for something that <laughs> I initially got into because I thought it would be <laughs> a little less, well, not even less work, less time consuming than the filming and editing and all that kind of it, stuff. It's that rabbit hole. Once you start playing with that software and you go, oh, that sounds cool. That looks cool, but it could be cooler. I can do just it, a little it's more. It's not a rabbit. It is some type of like furry dungeness dragon. That's how <laughs> deep the hole goes when you get into this shit. You are so right, man. So right. <laughs> it just doesn't end. They, you know what? That 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 right there is how COVID nineteen got into America. The rabbit hole <laughs> of hunting goes so deep it hit fucking China, and it shit just filtered right on through here unknowingly. You just solved it, man. The world's problems in ten seconds. <laughs> I mean, if, if, you if ever I put that on YouTube, I'll probably have a cult behind me soon, telling everyone else I'm right. Yeah, but you go viral. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's fucking uh, spend any time with you, I, you, I don't know i couldn't be a cult leader man two, two. you're good <laughs> <laughs> i could i couldn't be a cult leader man it, the, the first rule to having a cult is you got to take everyone else's wife as your own and that's just way too much fucking work for me <laughs> so i'll leave that shit to someone else touche uh, touche i know there are a lot of 14 year old kids running around like right now listening to that going uh what is he talking about (laughs) (laughs) well you probably don't want to listen to the shit i'm saying and take it as like you know just real fact there there is a heavy level of sarcasm but i will tell you even my dumb shit is better than these flat earthers that think they're serious (laughs) but there's a whole nother realm now, do you all understand why you don't take your life advice from G- from G? Or you do. I mean, just saying. Perfect. It. Good way to bring that back around, Trev. You are, you are right. This is what I would do. I'm not saying it's the smart approach, but it's what I would do. I, I like what you do, though, bro. Speaking of... Hey, man, things- I've lived an adventurous life. I still have all my fingers. I still have all my toes. I mean, I have broken a shit ton of them and, and many of the other bones in between, but I mean, everything's still working good and, uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm happy and healthy. So bring it on. Hell yeah, dude. Well, dude, what's going Speaking of adventures, what's going on with fucking the boat right now? <laughs> well, Beast. right now the boat is on a special adventure. The boat, uh, Captain Nick Mather and working class outdoorsman with the power plant, um, along with uh, Matt Judge from Problem Child and uh, Snake Snatcher Sean. They're on their way down to Kentucky to shoot some spoonbills and some other crazy shit. No shit. Um, yeah, I would be I would be along for the ride with them. But, uh, you know, as you know, Trevor, um, my grandfather's not been doing well and this is probably going to be his last day today. So um, I, I knew I couldn't make plans to go along for that ride, but the boys are down there killing it. But I mean, here in Maryland, 
you've seen the pictures. <laughs> yeah. We're we're really killing it, dude. We Nick and I are about out almost every night and um we're we're filling coolers, filling freezers and and we are making a lot of friends and happy clients while doing it, man. You guys are booked almost every single weekend at this point. We are booked every single weekend of the summer. That's badass. Wow. Every Cong single weekend. Congrats of the summer, on that, man. And uh thank you. And uh some of them are even two a day, um, you know, or we, we got guys coming in from out of state. They're like, look, we want to bang out three trips in two days. So we're going to do a night, a day, a night. You know, we, we got a lot of crazy shit going on. Um, and I won't be there for every single one. You know, this is Nick's endeavor. Um, uh, we got an awesome partnership. Um, you know, we bang heads together every now and then, but we – always stack fish so that's what matters <laughs> no kidding we, we, we always get fish in boat one way or another um he's the best captain on the upper bay hands down when it comes to this there is there's no other captain that knows the water there's no other captain that has as many locations um there's no captain that has a boat set up like nick has set it up um He's fucking killing it. Um, you know, I'd like to say I taught him everything he knows, but I got him started. I got, I put the drive in him. You know, I started that ignition when it came to bow fishing, there you but, go. um, you know, he's kind of just been coasting downhill and keeping a rolling from there. He, he's, uh, he's the top captain in the upper bay. He's definitely been killing it, dude. And you guys put in a lot of work and he's put in a lot of work also. And just, you know, getting the name out there and, you know, him with the social media and shit, dude, it's been outrageous, bro. I cannot wait to see what ends up coming out of this, man. I'm upset that I haven't been down there yet, man. I'm like, yeah, dude, we soon we we're making some plans. Uh, you know, as I just said, I, I can't really make many plans at the moment. Just what's going on in my uh, personal life with family and all. But hopefully, uh once these things are, are taken care of and laid to rest, uh, I'm hoping to get up there and maybe do some hunting with you and then get you down here to bowfish. Because, um, yeah, I mean, Nick and I, we, we work really well together. We, we see a lot of the things the same way when it comes to conditions and things like this, but um, not always. And that's good. If, if we always just agreed on everything, um, it wouldn't always work out. But, you know, we, we, we're always bouncing options. Not like we're disagreeing. We, yeah, we kind of play devil's advocate. You know, like if he's thinking of it this way, well, now I need to think of it a different way if he's thinking of it that way. Because if, if, if plan A doesn't work out, what's plan B, C, D, and E? Because – one of them is going to put fish in the boat. We'll just got to put the pieces together. Hell yeah. And that's the thing is you get different perspectives on the same thing. And when shit goes wrong, you know, someone else's thought or perspective may turn the night from dead to hot. So, oh, yeah. And, and yeah. That's the best way to do it. You know, sometimes it's the, the first spot of the night, uh, 
night is where we're at all night. And sometimes, you know, we're burning 30, 40 miles of fuel to, to, to get where we got to go and hit the different spots. And I mean, the thing that with the water is it's ever changing. Um, you know, the wind changes the levels here in the bay drastically by several feet besides the tide swing that, that, you know, sends you several feet. Like some nights we're literally going above trees, you know, that are underwater, just blowing right over the top of them. And then other nights they're three, four feet out of the water. Um, so it's, it's not like they're always going to be in a specific spot or, you know, you just got to know what the conditions are doing, play your best odds with the, the previous knowledge you've put together. And Nick does a great job of keeping records too. Um, that is another huge uh, aspect to his credentials is he keeps great records where he went, what conditions were, what he kills. Me, I'm like, Hey, you remember that one night the moon was full and we went back here and fucked them up? You know, that that's my record. Like it sound like Trev. It's, it's just it's just completely different, you know. Actually, um, we were we were talking about this on our last podcast with Gabe um from Gravity Tackle about keeping logs, especially in the fishing yeah. realm, you know, with tides, with moons, with where to fish, when to fish, how to fish, how many fish, you know, like those logs. I mean, those logs, I've kept those logs since the beginning of time for myself. Um, and I have a journal from when I started fishing, um, fresh water and just keeping those logs and how important it is. And that's what makes you so successful, especially, I mean, you're fishing a tide efficient, I mean, a tide dependent water also. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you're absolutely right. And, and when you keep good records, that's when the patterns start to emerge and you, you know, that's how you formulate your plans of what to do, where to be, what's happening. And I believe <clears throat> that fish are more receptive and more reactive and more predictable to individual conditions and factors than, say, uh, a land mammal. You know, we all know that a high pressure system and, and stuff like that gets whitetail up and feeding, but there's still more factors. What, what's the pressure? Um, you know, what's their location? What's the, the, you know, is their farm equipment out uh, to where they're only going to come out at night now? Cause there's a tractor in the field or, you know, when you're looking at fish, I just think temperature, pressure, tide, moon, um, water temp, as well as air temp, uh, when I say temperature, both of those are huge factors. Um, cloud cover, those are all the factors that, I mean, you stack them in your odds and you know they're more in your favor than, you know, just looking at like a land mammal, say, comparative to whitetail hunting. Sure, all those factors matter, but it seems like they trigger almost all the fish to do the same thing when you get those factors. Absolutely. And I totally agree with you. I, you know, I, I kind of like spaced out for a second there because I was thinking about how you were saying that the boys were in Kentucky and they were getting spoon bills. Yeah. Yeah. We should have told them to save some of those so we can put them in the Beatles. Oh man. Oh dude. I'll hit them up. They're going out tonight. Tonight's yeah. their first night. 
Yeah, dude. If they only uh, problem is you know us, bro. Headshots only. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's it. Fair game. That's one of the anybody that's uh anybody that's watched any of my Instagram videos, you've probably heard that a lot just because you know, when we're shooting these snakeheads, we are selling them to market. And um, you know, meat is money. And uh, so you shoot them in the head, you take the care of killing them right away, and you, you no know, meat wasted. So we try to go for headshots only. Um, but no, that would be dope. I want to get a snakehead done by it, and one of them spoonbills would just be dope as shit. That's what I'm saying, dude. If they just pile them up, man, just save some of them fucking skulls, uh, put them in the freezer. Yeah, and, we know uh, a guy. Yeah, because I don't know if you've ever seen it, but the paddlefish, um, there's a ton of crazy different. Um, they 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 mess around with those a lot with the beetles. Um, that's like interwoven like craziness in that in that bill. It's like checkered and stuff. I will um, have to look that up. Nah, I, I I can't say I've seen one like done like that. I will definitely have to look it up. I've always wanted one, man. Because they're like, a crazy fish with their skin on. I bet it's crazy as fuck with it all off. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> um, but you just use the top of it, and uh, it's got like this. The, the actual spoon on it is like it's like this crazy like cartilage. I mean, uh, that's uh, like woven. Um, it's, it's wicked badass, dude. If anyone hasn't seen it, look it up. But when you were talking about it, I totally spaced out and I'm sounds like, like, those guys are going to kill spoonbills. Exactly. It's, it's like a honeycomb. Yeah, it sounds it's, like it's, it's built crazy, like a honeycomb bro. or some shit. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, I'm sorry. No, I didn't well, mean to like, hopefully we can get you down here to kill some fish. Um, and I'm hoping to get up there and maybe get on some birds with you. Um, well, you apparently up there is the only place the birds actually work because down here where we are, <laughs> that's not the case this year. I tell you what, um, I'm, I'm having a tough time here. I am not going to say I have been out a whole lot. I know I don't have best properties either. Uh, um, I've been working my ass off through this whole entire thing. I work for a company that deals with the paper industry and, um, just as you know from shit paper and cardboard that we're pretty busy you know what i'm saying oh, yeah. so i haven't had the time to get out that i'd like um y'all know my boy keith keith Chirac, tattooed in the wild yep. um he's out there in ohio he's hammering them down too but i mean he's hunting them hard they're you know he's he's deer hunting these birds and um <laughs> You know, a lot of guys are, are having to do the same thing. Uh, another guy I really respect, and I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with, Brad Snow. Uh, Killing Buck Outfitters, yep. Brad Snow. Um, you know, he, he's done the same thing to get his bird down. He's you know, basically shut up and wait like a deer hunt. Pattern them, know what they're doing. And, you know, if they don't want to talk and scream at you, all right, you just got to take a different approach and – you know, Keith is one of the best at that. Um, he's fucking killing it. I know you're banging him up there, Trev. Um, I'm now, I, I, I now have a cer cer certification to bell hunt. So, you know, all these years I was just pretending, but now, now you can officially I can hunt, hunt in Connecticut because you got a piece yeah. of paper. Yeah, the liberals exactly. in Connecticut allow you to. So that's if the craziest they, shit I ever heard. Yeah, all the tags I've filled with the bow, um, 
I don't know. I guess I should get them back if they don't count. But, <laughs> yeah, whatever. See, Trev, I'm not crazy. I thought it was nuts too. Yeah, no, it totally is. And now, now it's it's a new law that they passed that now if you're gonna come if you're gonna come here with a gun, you can come here with a gun and hunt. Um, if you have a an out of state or an, a, a license in a different state, but if you're gonna bow hunt, you have to have the license from the from the other state, and you have to have your um, hunter certificate, your bow hunter certificate, and it's the biggest crock of shit that there is because like, how do you? I don't know. It's just stupid. It pisses me off more than anything in the world. How about the guys that took their class when they were twelve? They're fifty. They don't have their certificate. Yeah, they don't shit even wasn't have digital when we were kids. No, I mean, it's nope. not. Yeah, I mean, it. I understand it in a way because it, it really it doesn't boil down to the weapon. It boils down to the ethics. Um, the A bow is equally as effective as a gun in the right hand when you are take a good shot. A good, clean, ethical shot. I mean, I I have watched many deer run off with a gun and have to go search for them. And I've watched deer drop dead, you know, within sight using a bow. So you can't always say a gun is more effective. And I mean, giving a proper shot and taking the true ethical shot, um, they're equally as lethal. So I think it's it's more of an ethics thing than... I mean, I didn't have to prove I can shoot a bow to get the certificate. Exactly. I just had that's, to answer questions. That's more know? of so, what I get at is it's like, you know what? I can be the biggest book smart guy in the world, but in the real world, the application of it, that's where shit falls. You know, I could read every book on combat strategy and tactician work and field craft in the world and go to the Middle East and day one, I'm going to fucking die because I have no clue what I'm doing in the real world. So Truth. I would rather take a guy who goes out and shoots their bow religiously. They know the equipment. They know what they're doing. They know the anatomy of the animal they're chasing that has a license and can say, hey, this guy's done it before and can prove it and let him shoot as opposed to someone who's got a piece of paper that says, I know how to bow hunt. Yeah. I you know, know, well, and I think – there are certain places that require proficiency tests and things like that. Um, I get it. It's a, it's a fine line of like what makes sense and what's redundant. Um, you know, when I spoke to, I actually, what, what do you call it up there, Trev? The DEP? Is that right? D-E-E-P. D-E-E-P. All they right. give it to you deep. So. Yeah, yeah, it's deep. Them boys yeah. need to throw in the extra. Um, <laughs> no, well, when I was, I had to talk to him last year when I tried to get my my license, and he he was like, "No, you can't get a boat permit." I'm like, "So you're telling me I can come up with a ten gauge shotgun and blast whatever I want in the face and throw a tag on it, but I can't poke one with a sharp stick?" Exactly. And he didn't respond. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> are you thinking about it? Or he's like, well, no, you can't bow hunt. I'm like, oh, all right. So, but now I'm legal. Crazy. It's all good. Um, and anybody listening to this, if, you know, if you are going through this with uh, your state or another out of hunt state, um, 
I have found that Idaho, Idaho allows you to take the bow hunter education course without being a state resident. Um, my state, Maryland, doesn't offer one. We don't require a bow hunting certificate. So the state of Maryland doesn't even offer one. Pennsylvania, my closest neighboring state, I looked into taking it there. You must nope. be a state resident. So I was kind of like, well, what the hell? If I want to hunt Connecticut, do I got to go up there and take the class and then, you know, get the license for a whole separate trip? Um, but through my research and everything else, I found out you can look up Bowhunter Ed and the state of Idaho. I believe it was $30, which isn't bad. And I, I really hope all the money goes to conservation. You know, I didn't read that part. I just read the part. I had to answer the questions and get the damn thing over with. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so anybody else going through it, look, look that up. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to get that knocked out before the fall. Oh, so, that's right. I forgot that you don't have yours neither. No, because in Arizona and Utah and New Mexico and Louisiana and Missouri and Virginia and North Carolina and Maryland and Pennsylvania, you don't need that shit. In the rest of the world, you don't need that shit. <laughs> yep, yep. That's not. But I mean, if you if you are, I think we maybe we are looking at it at the wrong way. Um, and what I mean by that is the three of us, as kids, we were out in the woods getting dirty and you know doing shit that that's hunting related and similar and just woodsmanship even if not hunting even as kids we were learning about woodsmanship whether it be on our own just playing around or through mentors and i mean look at today's information and how most information is acquired and it's through a screen um you know uh it's hard to find people to mentor now um you know, Trev, you, you, you took a youth out this year and, and got him a bird. Um, yeah, I try to you, every year. You know, nowadays it's hard to get youth out. Um, well, the, the worst so, part is that it's, it's tough for me to go on the internet and say, can I bring <laughs> Luckily, that part glitched, so it didn't sound so creepy. <laughs> 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 but I, I know what you mean. It's like, do I want this hairy, burly dude that just shaved his face to look like an Amish dude taking my kid out in the woods by himself? <laughs> All I could picture in my head as it was doing its thing was Trev going, hey, can I take your underage kid out hunting out in the woods alone? <laughs> I'll make sure he's dressed accordingly. <laughs> You know, like I mean, <laughs> it's a whole different day and age, man. You know, Sorry, my Trev. mom would have been like, yeah, get this fucker out of the house. Go. You open the gate. <laughs> yeah, I know. I always do. <laughs> yeah, but it's you're right, man. It's all back to that. The screen behind the, the glass. Um, It's not that, you know, we were we were born and raised with us constantly hunting. I mean, that's what we did. We were always outside. We're playing in dirt. We're licking rocks. I mean, that's what we did. Yeah, uh, and, and and making mistakes. Oh yeah, you know uh, that's that's the thing of it. You know, you used to be allowed to make a mistake, um, 
that's not really acceptable anymore. You know, you make a mistake and you can be ridiculed on that one thing forever. Um, Oh, I just went through that bullshit. (laughs) Oh yeah. Trev, you mean you should have had to tag that bird? Oh my god! Oh, I, <laughs> that was the I, dumbest I know shit what you're ever. Talking about. I mean, you know, that, and I talked with Trev um, about that, and I could see that guy's point of view in a way. Um, you know, if it was, I, I guess just to elaborate, Trev, you were hunting the other morning in the snow. You had a bird, full strut. And when you took the shot, you can clearly see that your arrow or the fletching uh, catches a limb and it sends your arrow pretty much straight down and to the right from your shooting position. Does that about sum things up so people know what we're talking about? Yep, I hit the bottom of the wing and I hit the tail feathers. But before that all happened, Caddy Cowboy was supposed to shoot. He drew back and his bow ended up coming de-strung because when he went to go put it back (laughs) down, it got stuck. And he destrung oh, his bow, shit. so I had to climb back behind him 15 yards to get my bow because it was in the bushes. So I'm like, I'm not shooting. And he's like, get your bow, get your bow. I'm like, no. I said, you're shooting. I'm not shooting. Well, then all this happened. So I run. I would not run, but I crawled back to grab my bow, grab my bow, put my release on, knocked an arrow, and then crawled back up to him and shot over the top of him. So I didn't have a perfect shooting lane. So then I hit uh, a branch, and then I went low right. So go ahead. Uh, no, you're good. So I just wanted to know the story. One yeah, crazy yeah. So, thing. I is, mean, the guy it, was whining at you about this, but so Trev knows I have turkeys here. I raise turkeys and I have seen raccoons literally rip turkeys wide open to the point where everything's hanging out. And within three weeks, it's sealed up and healed. Those birds can live through some incredible shit. I didn't even hit the bird. I, I oh, I know. But that's the crazy part. Yeah, I know. That was the thing. It, that, and I that's what I said to Trev. I said, you know, if you had punched the cavity of that bird, I could see. I don't agree with what the guy said, but I could at least see where he was coming from. Um, If that makes sense. No, no, I get um, it. And I can agree with you from that perspective. He and what he said is feathers off of it. So, I mean. Whatever. And what the what the guy said to me was that I should man up and be a man and tag that bird because it's my responsibility because I miss a lot, he said. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I see a lot more dead birds than I see miss birds. And well, we yeah, well, and we won't go there about my shooting, but anyways, the um the, um, the uh the thing is, I worked that bird for 45 minutes after I shot that bird. That bird was at 20 yards. I shot at him. He flew up, went to 30 yards, stood at 30 yards, and then I shot and missed again, but I didn't say that, um, And then, but I completely missed. And then he went up, and I worked that bird for 45 minutes. He stayed about 55 yards around me, completely 360 degrees. And I could not get him to come back into my spread. I don't know why, but. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe right. Zeus had something to do with it. It was the will of the gods he wasn't oh. coming back. Yeah. Dude, it was crazy. And I, the thing is, I just, I, I don't know, man. It was just a, a nutty day. It shouldn't, I don't know, shouldn't knock the bird down. But it's my thing is, you know, with the whole thing is like, you have to show the raw and the real of everything. And that was what I was trying to do was just show that 
this is what this is reality of it. You exactly. make those mistakes. These things happen. Everybody sees on all these TV shows and all this. Um, you know, this is what happened. I didn't miss, or they don't show misses. They don't show screw ups. They don't. They go. You know, when they gut punch it, they say, "Oh, good hit. You hit him good. You hit him good." And then the next thing on their next frame is. Oh, you know, we we saw that we hit it a little bit back and that we're going to have to wait until the morning. They don't say that they hit it. They completely gut punched it. Um, And I think that and where I'm going with that is that that's, you know, if you were to watch watch Garrett's um, uh, YouTube page, um, you'll see that the raw and the real of what happens is the actual normal outdoorsmen what actually happens i mean look at the sitka hunt that you had garrett and you had to chase after it yep. because it was still alive and shot it with the muzzle water as you're running through the frag grass which is not an easy task yeah. and i i mean it's 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 that's the reality of it and i mean sure i could have just done all that and then said oh man i shot him right here and you know here he is laying here and i'm a hell of a marksman and everything's perfect but one that's not real two um it's not fun you know like just make it like what when do you have a good story when everything went just right Very you know rarely. What I mean? Or when when do you learn when everything went perfectly according to plan? Um, at the shit, the very first deer hunt, I, I would say film I made. You know, just ten minutes or fifteen minutes, whatever the first one I did was. I showed a miss, and intentionally, just to show, like I'm not trying to be like all these guys on TV or the same level, or I'm, I'm trying to do my own shit. And one of the first things I'm going to do is do something no one else does and admit that I miss. Yeah, no. And that's, it's a huge thing. Cause really anyone who's out there pissing and moaning, bitching and whining about showing a miss or showing a bad hit and recovery or something like that, if they're whining about it, that tells me they don't spend time in the woods because they've never experienced it. Any hunter out there has gone through this. Any yes. real hunter. It's a matter of time. Um, it, it's just a matter of time before a mistake happens, whether it's from your own doing or whether it's from equipment failure or something else. I mean, shit happens that's that's why you know the whole boy scout model exists be prepared you know yep and and the thing is don't ridicule one another why don't you help somebody talk them through it ask them what happened get the full story i mean just don't fucking ridicule somebody because they messed up or something went wrong or they missed or whatever why don't you try and teach them you know what i'm saying yep well here's the thing is every time you have a situation say it's a bad shot bad blood whatever and you know it What's the first thing you do? You call somebody that you know has a little more experience with it and you get with them and you get their advice. And then you work together to do the right thing. You know, it's not just... You know, and and that's another problem that you make guys scared to reach out. You make guys scared to get the right advice, um, you know, because they feel like they will be ridiculed. Yeah, well, 
I, I got a really, really simple situational feeling about that. Um, fuck them. I'm with you. It's reality, fuck man. Fuck feed them fish. Exactly. <laughs> you know, reality happens, and you do what you got to do. You know, you think yep. the... You think the Native Americans in the 1600s weren't facing these same problems? Hey, I miss this. I, mean, well, yeah, I need did, my buddy to come help. You, what, what did they teach you to do in the military? Adapt, right? Yep. Adapt and do what you got to do to communicate and work together and reach a common task. Yeah. Why Shoot, is that so much different? Yes. Why is that so much different in this? It's It's... Something you may only get one chance at, and sure, you're not necessarily risking your life, but it's still looked at as a one shot, one. And if you're working together, it is communication. And when there is a mistake, you need backup. Um, you know, that that's again, let's just take it to a larger scale and then break it back down to your individualism. Yep. But and that's the other thing is any outdoorsman can tell you you're going to miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take. Absolutely. And I tell you, that's the craziest thing about bow fishing, too, is I make some crazy ass shots. You know why? Because I got a string attached to my arrow and I can let it fly and I don't right. have to hit a precise vital zone. So you can't do that with deer and stuff. You can't just throw and fling arrows and hope you hit it. I mean, with the bow fishing tip, anywhere you hit it, you got it. Right. It's not the same in in regular archery hunting for other species. You know, you have to take that precise shot in the exact vitals, in the exact anatomy. But you, you, you're not going to kill any of the fish you don't shoot at. So let it rip, reel in, let it rip again, you know. Hell yeah. Good times. Yeah. <laughs> just, it's, it's, things always get shit. crazy, man. My, I'm just sitting here like my mind's just spinning now. I so, say bow like, fishing is some of the most fun you can have with your clothes still on. <laughs> True story. True story. No, but but the, there's some insta hunters out there that they, they don't leave their clothes on while they bow fish. So how do they feel? Come on with it. <laughs> G's got a place on the boat for you. Yeah. <laughs> No, just, don't leave your girlfriend. I'll just you. keep my muck boots on. That's all I need. <laughs> oh, that's great. Always a typical podcast. Sorry for G. derailing the drive, boys. <laughs> no, man, that's just may have rubbed the guardrail a few times on this trip. <laughs> well worth it, man. I think every. Uh, I think I think it was time that we, I think we broke in the the supporters and the listeners enough that they could now be derailed and understand who we really are. Yeah, back home we called yeah, the Arizona pinstripes. Dump the clutch and uh, you know neutral drop it. <laughs> uh, you know you have those friends that you, you know they're really cool to hang out with on a Friday night. They're fun to, you know, have adventures with, but you normally don't bring them home to Sunday dinner with your grandparents. And that's, that's G to us, you know? I spend 90, every, every, you know, all my, all my outings are done with G. All my <laughs> travels are done with G. 
<laughs> it's all about my cats, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, man, dude. Well, we appreciate you fucking jumping on, man. And I know it's not going to be the last time. Um, and it's not the first time. No, I got a feeling well, we're going to do something soon. Oh, we're yeah. going to do a lot of shit, what, man. Like, yeah. like I said, um, I'm hoping after I get these uh, family matters and things attended to that uh, I can try to catch up with you guys. And, you know, whether it be birds or fish, let's, you know, let's bleed something out. Well, the beautiful thing is you're located like dead central between Trev and I. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. So, R- right on uh you know, and anybody else wondering where I'm at for working class outdoorsmen and and the trips we are in Maryland. Um uh just say Harford County. That's kind of where we're based out of. That's not where we do all our fishing, but on the Upper Bay and Susquehanna River, um you know, that's kind of where I'm located at for, for anybody else interested in the, the charters or anything else. Um, look up my videos on YouTube. I just recently put a, uh, a new YouTube video up of out on the power plant. That is the name of the boat. And it's a um, badass show, guys. Check it out. I appreciate that, man. I put a, I put a lot of work into that video. And oh, I know. I, I know. <laughs> lost the whole damn thing and had to redo it after oh, the computer crashed. You didn't tell so. me that. <laughs> yeah, man, that was one of the things I had to basically redo was because uh, oh. um, in the crash, it kind of it saved it, but not didn't the way save you wanted it properly. Yep. It didn't save it properly and it just couldn't read the codec and co- couldn't format the film again. So, yeah, well, you brought it back it. to life, man. So <laughs> well on you for that, because I know I how much you put it. into that. <laughs> that wasn't easy. Some of that no, shit no. is pretty complex. I mean, even just creating the little logo that spins there for a couple seconds took hours upon hours of oh, work, yeah. you know? A- until you've done so. it, you don't understand that a two-second or a four-second logo with graphics is, you know, that's hours of work. So, Oh, yeah. That's why after I saw what you had done with, with some of the, the Outdoor Drive logos and stuff, I, I asked you, I was like, did you go to school for some of this shit or... And you're like, same nah, as man. me, just YouTube, YouTube college, you. man. That's right. Yep, that's right. Nah, so commend you on that. You brought it back to life. You made that thing badass. Everyone out there, I, check that thing out. Thanks, dude. I appreciate that. And while you're on YouTube, man, make sure to check out Kills It Podcast. That's the only place that I would ever watch that podcast. Oh, dude. <laughs> it ain't, I ain't going to lie, G. If it comes up, I catch it on YouTube just in case there are those pop-ups. I mean that. Yeah, and I, you know, off. I tried to know on the podcast whether it's a dynamic podcast or not. I failed to do that on the podcast with uh, my tattoo artist, and I kind of fucked that up because there's some good plugs in it. There's some hilarious shit in that one. Um, so, <laughs> but a lot of people didn't realize that you know, just listening to it the, for the first time, what that sound drop was, what it meant, and that there's you know, cool things to then be seeing on the screen to, uh, like I said, make it that kind of dynamic video cast just forever changing and flowing what we're talking about if we got the footage or picks to plug. Yeah, you're definitely on to it, man. And you're rolling, keep it popping. I mean, <laughs> can't tell you what else. Everything you're doing is unique. Nobody else is doing it the way you're doing it. And we're just going to keep this thing rolling. And that, that's really all I can say. 
I appreciate it, man. It's been a blast with you boys, and we'll, we'll, we'll have to burn it up again for sure. Oh, dude, sooner than later, and I got a feeling that's going to be the case. So real quick, before we cut it off, just give everyone one last uh, where they can find you, how they can hook up with you and check your shit out. Yeah, so um, you can mainly I'm most active and engaging on Instagram at the modern assassin at the underscore modern underscore assassin um, and then kills it podcast just kind of all one word both those on Instagram YouTube the modern assassin and YouTube kills it podcast you know basically look them up and you you can find uh, the podcast on you know, Spotify and iTunes and all that kind of shit as well. But, you know, as Trev and, and Clark were saying, you know, it's uh, it's a little bit different when you get these plugins and, and some dynamic shit going on. So be sure to uh, subscribe to the YouTube to keep up with all the chaos. For sure. Greatly appreciate your time, man. I know you got a shit ton going on in your life right now, and we hope it all works out for the best. And, uh, for everybody out there that uh, went on this ride, we went a little off-road and uh, deal with it because it was a good time. And we want to thank you for taking that ride right here on the Outdoor Drive.